Van D, a dynamic leader with decades of experience building companies and crushing sales. He's been there and done that. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, my name is Van D. Inspiring audiences across the country to do it too. Here's Van. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my podcast. You are now listening to the Van D podcast. I'm real excited uh, because this is part two of Van Deep's Mandatory Rules for Success. Today we're going to talk about, if you didn't listen to podcast one, you didn't miss anything, because I want to tell you a little brief again what we're going to talk about today. So when I was younger, I looked for things that excited me and made me motivated. I looked to listen to inspirational speakers, motivational speakers, and um, people that got me excited or people I looked up to, um, success stories, watching people. And I also was really interested in literature that um, may would, would uh, light a spark uh, within me to get me excited about, you know, being in business or being successful. And I came across the Optimist Creed. The Optimist Creed was put together by the Optimist International Club and I believe they have over 150,000 members worldwide. But there's certain um, uh, affirmations and part of this creed that really stuck with me. And in part two of my mandatory rules for success, we're going to talk about four of them. So I'm going to get right into it. So one of uh, the first ones we're going to talk about is called, is uh, the statement is, to look at the sunny side of everything and make your optimism come true. Now, tell me how hard that would be. I mean, how does that relate to you? If someone said to you, look at the sunny side of everything and make your optimism come true. So if you, if you were that person that you did make everything you look at or, or everything that you see as the sunny side of it and not anything negative, um, is that something you think that you can do? Well, let me just tell you this. I know you can. However, it's not natural for us. It's not natural for us humans to only think positive. So we've got to practice. We've got to make it a discipline and keep practicing and practicing. So one of the ways that we do that is we catch ourselves. We catch ourselves uh, when we're about to say something negative, we catch ourselves when we're when we may make a comment about a situation that uh, that nobody's going to benefit from. So, if we can make a habit of looking at the sunny side of of everything, it's the same thing as a half glass full. Uh, excuse me, a ha- a glass <laughs> a glass half full. Pat's over here looking at me like, you know, are you okay? To look at the glass as half full or half empty. I want to look at the glass that's half full. If someone says, and this is the way I've trained myself. This is the way that I've, I've trained myself. I've practiced and practiced and practiced. This did not come easy for me to always look at the sunny side of everything. But I trained myself that if somebody said, man, it's freezing out, I train myself to say right back, but it could be a lot worse. And it, it just, it became natural for me. 
you know, or, geez, it's so hot out, you know. Thank God we have air conditioning. Something where you don't join in that negative conversation. It takes practice to look at the sunny side of everything. Trust me. So one of the other uh, um, affirmations of part of the creed that we're talking about today, the Optimist Creed, is to think only of the best, to work only for the best, to expect only the best. Now, let me ask you this. How does this relate to you? I'm going to read it again. To think only of the best. All your thoughts, thinking only of the best. To work only for the best. And to expect only the best. How does that relate to you? Think about it. Do you feel like you are working for a really great company? Do you feel like you're working for the best? I know that that this affirmation of thinking only about the best, working for only the best, and expect only the best, it's not something that's natural for us. So we've got to we've got to we've got to really think hard about this. Do you feel like you're working for a great company? If you don't, is it affecting your attitude? It is is it affecting the rest of your life? Because if it is, maybe you shouldn't be there. There's nothing wrong. Actually, there's everything right about having the mindset that you deserve to work for a great company. And if you're not, maybe you can visit with the manager or the owner and just say that our company would be a lot better if you know, if it's a if it's a good boss or a a, a good leader, they're going to want to hear suggestions on making their company better. So so you got to ask your ask yourself are you accepting where you are at in life? Are you accepting where you are in life right now because you don't think you deserve any better? I want to tell you what, a lot of people I run into feel like this is their place in life. Where they are right now is where they're supposed to be. So my next question is, do you like that? Is that where you want to be? No. It's not where I want to be, but that's where I'm supposed to be. I don't believe that. I believe that God wants us all to live the best possible lives we can while we are here in this form on this earth. But it's up to you to make that happen. So you've got to constantly think about what is the best for me? Do I deserve to work for the best? And should I accept only the best and expect only the best? Yes. Because if you don't think you deserve this, nobody else will. Nobody else is going to go out of their way to make sure that everything you do or you're trying to do is, is the best. So you've got to make that decision. I want to tell you something. It's the same thing with me. Before I started my own company, I worked for another real estate brokerage firm for 10 years. Matter of fact, I had two different companies in those 10 years. And I wanted to be with the best of the best, so I was. Because I figured if I associated with what people considered and the public perception was, these guys are the best. I want to be part of that. I wanted to I wanted to make it a natural thing for me to work for the best company or what I considered the best company. I also wanted to make it a natural 
mindset for me that I want only the best for me in my life. I expect the best. I don't care what your income level is. You can, ex- you can still create the mindset that you expect the best in your life. And then when I started my, my company, and here's how I looked at it when I started my real estate firm, D Realty. And, you know, most of you know I started out of my 400-square-foot basement with just me, myself, and I, and built it to 350 agents over 16 years, and I was fortunate enough to sell it to my general manager, who's a rock star. But, so my mindset was the reversal. I not only expected the best out of my company, but I expected everybody that worked there to expect the best. Even my motto for my company was a company built by agents for agents. I wanted to make sure that the people that worked at my company felt they worked for the best real estate company on the planet. So me as a leader, I had to do that. I had to make sure that they felt that way. So how did I do it? Was it just lip service? No. I had to put in action what would make their work experience at, this com- at my company better. I had to do the things that made them want to come to work. Instead of saying, I have to go to work, I wanted people in my firm to say, I get to go to work. And guess what? We all have that ability. So if you're a leader or manager listening to this podcast, if people aren't saying they get to go to work, do something about it. Make it, make it where your people that work at your firm want to come to work today. You have that ability. Everybody benefits with that attitude. And especially you and me, we both should expect the best. Because here's the way I look at it. Life is not a dress rehearsal. I don't want to accept average from anybody. I don't want to accept an average meal. I don't want to accept an average car. I don't want to accept an average relationship or average friendships. I want the best of everything while I'm here on this earth, and so should you. But in order to bring that in our lives and to manifest that in our world, we have to be that person also. In order to expect the best, we have to give the best. Are you giving the best you can at your job? Are you giving the best you can to your friends, to your family, to people you love? Because if you're not, and are you giving the best you can to you? Are you in good shape? Do you eat right? Do you make your body feel good? You can't expect other people to give you the best unless you're willing to be the best you can possibly be. You know, I do a lot of consulting. And I'm dealing with, I'm fortunate enough to be dealing with several companies right now consulting. And I love it when I go in and change people's mindset. And I tell you where it starts. It starts with the leadership of the company. I always tell managers, the best managers on the planet are the ones that expect the best out of themselves. Because guess what's going to happen? The rest of the company is going to follow suit. If the managers and the leadership of the company aren't giving it all they got, how can they expect their employees to? 
So I could go on and on and on. Now, if you've got a team or if you've got a company you want me to come visit with you, I will guarantee I will increase your productivity and market share. It's what I do. It's a gift. And I know how to bring the best out in your people. So keep that in mind. Okay, so another affirmation from the um, Optimus Creed that I love is to be just as enthusiastic about the success of others as you are about your own. Let me repeat that. To be just as enthusiastic about the success of others as you are about your own. How does that relate to you? Let me just tell you something. We could talk about this for an hour, but I'm not going to because I know that we, if you've got ADD like me, you like to tune in a podcast for about 15 to 20 minutes and that's about it. So I won't do anything more than that for you. So let me just tell you a fact. This isn't a Van Deeb statement. This is a fact. The number one thing anyone likes to hear is the sound of their own name. Did you know that? The number one sound anyone likes to hear is the sound of their own name. You know what's second? To be recognized when they do something good. We all know every day we see somebody that is doing something good. You should be just as enthusiastic about the success that they're having as you are about your own. So you're going to say to me, you're going to say to me, well, Van, see, here's a problem with having a bigger nose than normal. You hit the mic once in a while. Hope I didn't hurt your mic, Pat. Right on. Okay. So what are some of the, what are some of the things that you can do to be enthusiastic about the success of others as you are about your own. Anytime somebody tells you something that they've accomplished, they obviously want you to know what they've done. Stop, look at them right in their eyes, slow down your, your speech, and let them know, congratulate them. What an incredible accomplishment. I'm extremely excited for you. Way to go. I know it must have been a lot of hard work. Tell me about it. Get them to talk about it, yet making them feel good. Now, the other thing is you can do, especially with social media, people are putting their accomplishments on there every day. Instead of just sending them what you can, uh, a comment for their Facebook page saying, way to go, congratulations, or on LinkedIn, congratulations on your work anniversary, make a phone call, okay? Just make a call. What does it hurt to call and say, hey, I just read your post or I just read the newspaper. I just did this. I've, uh, congratulations. Way to go. Um, number two, send an email or a text. Send an email or a text congratulating them or telling them how excited you are. Maybe they told you when you saw them two or three hours ago. That still doesn't mean even though you've already congratulated them, maybe you send them another text or an email later that day saying, great seeing you today. Congratulations on all your success. I'm sure there's more to come. Now, let me give you the best, the absolute best. Send a handwritten note. I want to tell you something. Any of you people out there that depend on other people to do business with you, realtors, people in the service business, salesmen, nothing beats a handwritten note. 
Now, one of the things you can do is every city has some sort of a journal with business in any sizable city. You can go to any business journal, look at all the accomplishments of people. One of the things to do, if you want to, if you want to go the extra mile, cut out, cut out the article that this person made an accomplishment or what they're doing and put it in a handwritten note. Dear John, congratulations on all your success and the growth of your company. Anything I can do to ever help you continue your success, please let me know. Sincerely, Van, and put a business card. That's the best way. Absolute best way. Okay, so I'm real passionate about being enthusiastic about other people's success. People need to hear it. Don't assume that people are jumping on their parade when they do something good. Chances are nobody is. Maybe you're going to be the only person that that congratulates them. Okay, so I want to move on to the um, last one that I want to, uh, for for this uh, part two of Van Deeb's Mandatory Rules of Success. This is another affirmation uh, from the Optimist Creed. To forget the mistakes of the past and press on to the greater achievements of the future. I love this. Forget the mistakes of the past and press on to the greater achievements of the future. So the past is a place of reference, okay? Your past is a place of reference, not a place of residence. Not a place of residence. The past is a, the past is a place of learning, not a place of living. Please understand this. The past is a place of reference, not a place of residence. The past is a place of learning, not a place of living. I agree to forget about the past. However, I also believe that we need to to look at our past to know where we don't want to go in the future, to use the past as uh, guideposts of what not to do. Or learning experiences. You know, I want to tell you, every business leader I've talked to that has failed is glad they did because it was a learning experience for them. And the more that we can look at our past failures or um, other people's failures, it becomes a learning experience for us. So please, um, you know, as much as I want you to forget your past um, and all the negative things that have happened to you in your life and that you've contributed to, at the same time, use them as stepping stones. Use them as a learning experience. I know people right now, and I, and I hope they listen to this podcast, I know people right now who have made some big, big mistakes in their past, and they refuse to ever look back. But I believe that they have to in order to not to make the same mistakes again because I see them making some of the same mistakes again. You don't dwell on the past. You don't live in the past. It's not your residence. It's the past for a reason. But just make sure you got some good takeaways of where you don't want to go again. Okay? Use it as a learning experience and move forward. You know, one of the things that I really believe in is gratitude. 
And I'm just going to be brief on this because I could talk about gratitude for two days without coming up for air. That's how important gratitude is. But you got to be grateful for what you already have while you pursue your goals. I, I truly believe if you aren't grateful for what you already have, what makes you think you would be happy with more? And I look at that about the past. Are you happier today than you were in the past? Chances are a lot of you are going to say yes. And if not, you have work to do to make that happen. But make sure you incorporate gratitude in everything that you do, especially when you're looking at the past. Be grateful that you had those bad experiences. Be grateful that you failed. Because you can learn from that. Be grateful about the episodes from your past. It will propel you to do great things in the future. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of part two of Van Deep's Mandatory Rules for Success. I'm grateful that you uh, tuned in today. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast. And uh, I hope you all have a great day. And uh, make sure to tune in to part three. Thank you. A Parkville Media Production.